We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Krafchick. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters. So we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in. So feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. This episode of Datable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. Meet like-minded people who share your interests over brunch. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Datable, a show that opens a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. 
And the person that just gave us that lovely intro was Michael, who, you know, he does a lot of things. He's an amazing improv coach, and he also coaches people on how to date. And next to me, I have the woman of mystery, where I'm not entirely sure what she does during her day-to-day. I know that she likes to um, put on a blanket and dance sometimes. And she actually also teaches people how to hip-hop dance, which I personally am a big fan of. So on each episode, we will discuss a dating story. Um, And then we're going to dissect it and discuss it and talk about all the issues that we all talk about behind closed doors. We're just going to bring it up into a candid discussion forum. We're going to talk some real life people. So we're going to do something a little bit different on this episode because we're still trying to test it out. You know, we're a new podcast, so why not try different formats? Today... Our host, co-host Michael, is going to tell us one of his dating stories. And then I don't know what the story is. Julie, our producer, doesn't know what the story is. I'm super excited. And then we're going to dissect it, analyze it, and put it to bed. I'm a little nervous. I hope that's okay. I'm I'm just going to breathe. So this happened uh, a few years ago. I was at some sort of conference. It was like a two- or three-day conference, and... I'm trying to learn as much as I can. And at one point, you know, it's the first night there and they offer like a nice buffet of a dinner. And I meet this woman and we started talking about the food. Oh, it looks delicious. The food looks great. Yada, yada, yada. And sometimes I like to try risky moves. So... I was getting a feeling, and, and I like to trust those feelings. So, And she was talking about how she really likes mushrooms. So what I actually did was I took a mushroom, and I kind of gently placed it on her face and slowly caressed her cheek with it. Wow, you are so good. I know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm classy, what can I say? And I knew this was either going to blow up in my face or work perfectly. And uh, she was laughing hysterically. She was cracking up. So. She was on shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> So then we got to start talking and we talked a lot during the next several days, the next couple of days. And uh, at the end of the conference, I found out that she lives, this conference was in San Francisco or right outside San Francisco. And she actually lives in, I always forget, either North or South Carolina, one of the Carolinas. Same thing. Right. (laughs) It's one big Carolina anyway. End of the night, we... We go for a walk. We're right by a pier, and so we're walking by the water. And I, uh, I asked her to dance. There's no real music playing, but I asked her to slow dance, and she said yes. And we started dancing, and we looked at each other, and we gave each other a nice kiss. About two months later, I thought of her, and I texted her saying, Hey, I just thought of you. I hope everything's going well. And she says, How about I fly you out? Damn, you found a rich cougar? A little bit, a little bit. And at first I was like, ah, let me think about this. And I was like, I don't know. This is kind of a big deal. And, you know, am I indebted to her? And should I do this? I don't even know what I'm getting into. Uh, But after a while, I figured, you know what? Here's a beautiful opportunity to hang out with someone that that I really did get to enjoy. And so I say yes. And I was there for about three days, and it was great. We went to nine different waterfalls. Uh, We got to pick off our breakfast from the farm in the back. 
And it was just a nice, relaxing time. And we did get to physically enjoy each other's company, which was very fun. You had sex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the way it was set up. Physically enjoy well, each physically other's company. Physically enjoy each other's company. It was the classy way to say it. Of course. Our, <laughs> classy gift. Our private parts touched. <laughs> and then I come back home and we Skype a little bit here and there and we kind of fall out of touch because we know that the distance is kind of a hard thing. Oh, I forgot to mention, she is in her early 40s. So she's we kind of fake. We kind of picked up. I on called that. her. You called her a woman. <laughs> so I was like, okay, she's a cougar. So what I'm hearing from you, Michael, is that you had this very intense connection with someone who was very memorable. Because obviously, you're still talking about her today. Absolutely, absolutely. What is your takeaway from the story? My takeaway is that you never know. You just never know what's going to happen. Like, I had no idea that any of that would happen, that me putting a mushroom on someone's face would lead to being flown out to Asheville. But it did. And, and so that's, that's – I know it's weird, but it just felt so right in the moment. And she really – later on, she said that that was, like, a really oddly sexy thing for her to experience. <laughs> like, she identified that it was, was weird. So it, it just worked out right, and you just never know. What I'm hearing from this, uh, several things, is that I think there are moments in our lifetimes where we have these intense connections with people that don't necessarily sustain themselves. Like, they don't last, but they're very memorable in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. And then we tend to, I don't know if you do this, but I tend to compare every other moment to those moments. I'm like... I don't know if that was as intense as when I felt it with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, it it makes me a little bit delusional sometimes because I'm like, okay, I'm dating someone. He's great. He's wonderful. But we haven't had that moment like I did with John Doe at this conference where he right. put, a, put a mushroom on my face. <laughs> you know, I, like that how do you also? also <laughs> I know. Bastard stole my move. Way to stay memorable. It is a way to stay memorable. She probably got a huge zip from that the next day. But you know, <laughs> like Michael. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> she named that zip Michael. That's my mark. But I guess my question is like, how do you balance that, right? Like, how do you how do you decipher something's real versus something that's just like very much in the moment? It's for me, it's very hard to compare things because at the end of the day, it's it, there's just too many variables going on, too many different factors. I'm a different person today than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And she's a different person today than she was yesterday. And so we may or may not ever have that experience again. And that goes for everything, where everything's just changing so much. And I think change is a beautiful part of life. And so to fully accept the change means to fully accept each moment as its individual experience. What did you learn from her? People are, can be so generous because of a connection and to just allow for the connection to occur without expectations is something that can really make a powerful experience for both people it's so serendipitous that you're telling the story today because i had this lift driver today tell me that he prefers dating women who are in their 40s and over he's like in his mid-20s and he said it's because of this he said you know when i date younger women or women my age 
they have this fairy tale idea of what dating is. And when I date an older woman, they expect nothing and they give everything. And they're very realistic. They're very much in the moment. Like this is, we're having connection today, but I know that maybe tomorrow we're not going to be together. So he finds it that it's actually less baggage to date older women. I completely agree this. And she wasn't the first person who I dated that was older. And I, it's it's been the same all around where uh, people, older women are generally more comfortable in their bodies. They're more secure in their life. They know where they are. They know what they want. They don't have any qualms with, with what it is that they choose. And so they're very straightforward, very easygoing. And that's been my consistent experience with it. You know, so I wonder about this because I'm in my mid thirties now, right? And I'm getting to a point where I feel like one, I'm better at hiding my feelings or managing my feelings so that I don't get disappointed. I feel like as I get older, I know how to manage my expectations a lot better so that I don't expect much from other people. But is is that a downside also? Is that a downside or upside? I think that's the, the ultimate debate, right? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? So talking about the ability to kind of just, you have, you know what it is that you want, but you let go of that and you kind of just manage your emotions of how you feel, but you still allow for the experience to occur. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That is, oh, that is a great point. I never thought of it like that, actually. Let's hold that thought for a sec. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the high love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, <laughs> wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, Neil is going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. 
Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But some takeaways from this is I think what I love from your story, Michael, is that you were so in the moment. And dating in San Francisco, I mean, I've only been here for six months. I feel like people aren't in the moment. Mm -hmm. They're thinking about that next swipe. They're thinking about that next holiday party. They're thinking about that next networking event. I've had, I've been on dates where guys have turned off their phones in front of me. And I thought that was the sexiest thing ever because that meant to me that they wanted to be present. But that happens so rarely. I, uh, I recently had an experience where I, was, I had a woman over, a lovely, a lovely girl. I was putting on Spotify and um, changing the music. And I had Netflix on the background. And she's like, oh, do you want to watch Netflix? I said, oh. and I said, absolutely not. I want to spend time with you and be able to be present with you and have a conversation with you. Mm. And apparently, like, she's like, oh, my God. I never hear that. It's so rare. How? I don't, like, that's the, all right, fellas. That is bad. That is the basics, 101. When you are with a beautiful woman, when you are with someone who you feel connected with, who you want to spend time with, turn off your electronics, don't have any distractions, just be with her. So if I'm understanding correct, no Netflix and chill. (laughs) Yeah, you did not Netflix and chill. Just Just chill. Just chill. I really feel like people nowadays, and I, you can blame it on technology. You can blame it on anything. I blame it on our education system is that we never learned the right communication skills to a point where now we're full blown adults in terms of years but we don't know how to communicate with each other as full-blown adults. We don't know how to strip down to the core of someone and expose someone as their true self. All we know are the distractions of someone who someone is. And that's the problem with dating is that you go on one or two dates and then you go, oh, I don't like them superficially. I'm going to move on to the next person. That's not how dating works, right? I think dating comes with time. I think we just don't give each other enough time to get more in depth. But I'm going to counter that. Okay. Sorry, this is the producer speaking. Michael's story, you met this girl one time and you had an amazing connection. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it just happens or it doesn't. I, I agree with your points about like we don't give people enough chances sometimes, but you we've all been there. You just know sometimes or you don't. I think that's what made your connection so strong with the Southern Carolina, Northern Carolina. <laughs> Carolina <laughs> it's like you guys were both very present in this moment because mm-hmm. there weren't as many expectations and it worked out for you. And if I if I was on my phone, if I wasn't paying attention, I would have absolutely missed that opportunity to meet someone wonderful. I mean, so many conferences, people are just, like, glued to their phone. They're not, like, totally. doing the mushroom trick or anything. <laughs> <laughs> They're totally missing out on the mushroom right. trick. That's oh my god! On your the next conference phone. I go to, I'm going to have, like, six mushrooms on my face. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I get it, guys. You know the trick now. This Okay, so this notion of connection, first-time connection versus, like, um, gradual, gradual uh, what's it, like, nurtured connection, right? I find that in the relationships I've seen in all of my friends, the relationships that have worked out or had longevity were the nurtured connections. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to my first point in the, in the very beginning is that it's almost it taints having those explosive first connections. It almost taints my other relationships because I compare them to that. But that's not realistic. It's not sustainable. 
And I think that I've, I've personally heard of long-term relation, more long-term relationships lasting when they also started as a friendship, when they actually got to know each other without expectation and just getting to hear each other and understand each other and have fun. And then a relationship was then developed. I hear that more story, much more successful than first time, bam, wham, thank you, ma'am. Well, if you read Aziz Ansari's book, he talks about back in the day, people became lovers after being neighbors or co-workers. I always say FaceTime is so important, but in somewhere like San Francisco, this is why I love what we're talking about because it's so hyper-localized. Somewhere like San Francisco where there's so many entrepreneurs, it's hard to see the same face over and over again. People don't know what consistency looks like anymore, right? Yeah, that, I mean, this culture, the beautiful thing about San Francisco is that it's a very um, changing culture. It's always developing. And the double-edged sword of it is that people are seeing people as just an easy swipe left or swipe right. Yeah. Any last thoughts on, on this story? My takeaway is live in the moment, really treasure those connections, but also know that it takes time with certain people. If you think he or she is worth it, it's it's worth it to give a little bit more time to that person. And, and my actual real takeaway is that take a chance. Take a chance in real life. Don't take a chance online. Take a chance in real life. Go up to a stranger, go up to someone you don't know and just start talking. Allow for an experience to happen. And if it doesn't work out, great. And if it does, guess what? It just worked out. So please, allow yourself for that opportunity of spontaneity in your life and take a chance. Awesome. On to our question of the day. Which comes from someone who submitted from our website. Pamela says, I've heard that it takes an average of three dates to know if you really like someone. Would you agree or disagree? My thoughts are I think uh, three dates is a good indicator for if you actually want to put real time and energy into it. Yeah. I don't think it's an indicator for lifelong partnership by any means. But I do think, although there have been stories of that happening, but I think for the most part, it's a good indicator for I'm going to put energy into this now and start letting go of whoever else is around me. When I coach men, I say... The three dates are very different. Your first date should always be somewhere that you're very comfortable. So like you were saying earlier, maybe it's like going for a walk around a neighborhood that you really enjoy or going to a park or going to a place that you um, frequent often. So you're like in your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And your second date should be just a little bit more active. Maybe it's like a hike or it's like you guys check out a new activity together. And I really think the third date should be more formal. Like I do think the third date should be a nice sit down dinner because you want to show that you respect each other's time. So those are just what I think the first three dates should be. I like that. It's kind of like a progression towards a little more serious. I like that. Yeah. And again, you know, three dates to then figure out if you want to spend more time. It's not three dates for forever. And, and for everyone to know that. And please don't end up in relationships for too long. I think that happens way too often. where Accidental relationships. I just read an article about that. Yeah, where people end up saying they're like six months later and they're like, how am I still in this relationship? Please have the courage for both of you to end it. Because the good news, folks, is if you end it, then you get to actually have more time to be around the people that you both want to be with. So three days, uh, three dates, I think is good to explore to see if you want to go further, but it's not going to be a predictor for the 10 year future. 
with that, I would say, think about your energy as like your currency. So you only have so much to spend. And when you want to get to know someone, you should spend all your energy on them. And when you find that you're not the right fit, then spend your energy elsewhere because that's the only currency that you have. So don't try to waste it or like spread yourself too thin, Mm -hmm. like on Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, guys, don't forget to submit your stories. And remember, we can always keep you anonymous, changing your name, changing your voice, changing the names in your stories, whatever it may be. We want to create a safe environment. Michael, what's the last line? Stay dateable. The Dateable Podcast is recorded in San Francisco. We would like to thank our sponsor, 500 Brunches, for making this happen. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com. Mm-hmm.